0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You're locked on wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to a special crossover edition of Locked on Wild and Locked on Coyotes, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. My name is Seth Topol, host of Locked on Wild, and I am joined by a special guest tonight, the host of Locked on Coyotes, Robin Leano. Uh, Robin, thanks for joining me.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm excited to, uh, you know, at least for me, finally get to meeting the new Division rivals.
0: Yeah, it's going to be an interesting season for the Coyotes, now part of the Central Division, thanks to the Seattle Kraken coming into the league and uh, taking a spot in the Pacific Division. So uh, a lot of matchups as per typical uh, between the Wild and the Coyotes, and uh, you get to uh, deal with a lot of, as we talked about before we hit record, a lot of early starts due to a lot of central time zone games, and so um, afternoon hockey at its finest, I guess, in uh, in Arizona. Oh, it's gonna be it's, it's gonna be a blast. <laughs> I'm
1: joking around. I mean, uh, for those that d- didn't see the schedule, I mean, obviously, I talked about it before on the Coyotes podcast. Is there at the, the beginning of the first month? I think even probably towards the end of the season too. 4, four, four p.m. starts for Arizona. Um, it's
0: because of the way time zones work it's weird we gotta love them um let's start with uh we'll we'll structure this this way we'll start with some uh, arizona coyotes questions that i have then i'll flip it and uh, and let you ask some uh, wild related questions and then we'll finish by looking at uh, kind of where we expect both teams to uh to finish in the central division and the western conference as well so a couple of, uh, couple of Coyotes questions that, uh, that I have, and of course the first one is in relation to the most recent news uh, surrounding the uh, Coyotes in that uh, it looks as though the Coyotes are going to be looking for a new arena after um, a decision by the city of Glendale to uh, not pursue um, a re-up of the lease for Gila River Arena after the 2021-2022 season. So, Robin, let's just start right there. Um, Were you shocked by that news? And uh, what does that mean now for the Coyotes uh, in terms of uh, a spot for them to play beyond the season?
1: So, the the way I've been trying to look at this is, am I shocked? No. Am I shocked it happened at this point? Yeah. Am I shocked that the city of Glendale was the one (laughs) that ended negotiations? Absolutely, I thought that Glendale was the one that was going to try to hold them on as long as they could. Um, even though everyone knows that that the Coyotes' long term was never in Glendale, um, and that's why I'm not I'm not surprised this was eventually going to happen. There was tensions always between management and the city of Glendale. Uh, it, it just never was going to work. Um, It's going to be sad because Gila River Arena obviously has been the place for Coyotes fans for the last 18 years. And, you know, they were in downtown for a while and everything like that. But um, now I have to find a new home. And there are several options out there that I think is interesting. The things that I think people should consider the uh, Veterans Memorial Coliseum. Is the most likely The one that's been put out there I think by like 99% of uh, of Media outlets that's the one where it's Like essentially uh, It's built For hockey it used to have the old Phoenix Roadrunners and I think Even the I don't know whatever like however many Other uh, sun dogs And whatever whatever other uh, Professional hockey team Used to happen before the Coyotes came to town Um. It's just super old, so it would need millions of dollars of renovations. So not ideal, really. Uh, another option is the, the Chase Field, where the Arizona Diamondbacks baseball team plays. It's um, it's a, it's, a closed, it's enclosed, so it's possible sightlines would be terrible. But the relationship between the Coyotes and the Diamondbacks is is all the way up there. And then obviously the city the uh, city of Glendale can be like okay let's go back to negotiation negotiation table Hmm. just because of uh what's the term for it uh in the i think this some people think that this was a negotiation ploy to try to get the coyotes to pay more
0: uh wild fans are certainly familiar with negotiating tactics as with uh what is currently going on between the team and Kirill kaprizov so um yeah I, I certainly am no stranger to uh, to that, but it's gonna be fascinating to see how that plays out uh, and where the coyotes end up. So obviously that is, you know, the biggest news surrounding the team here in what has been a really busy off season for the coyotes. I mean, Darcy Kemper off to the uh, Colorado Avalanche to uh, to take over for Philip Grubauer, who went to the Kraken, uh, a flurry of trades. And so I guess uh, my, my question with all of that is what is the direction uh, that the Coyotes will be taking uh, here this season? Is this a rebuild? Is it a retool? Uh, what, what is the expectation for what Arizona uh, is going to do considering all these moves they made?
1: I think this is the 100% a, a rebuild um the I, th- I think there's no one that's hiding behind that i think the term that the coyotes are using I, bill armstrong as well as their new coach andre Torne i think the term that they used is fresh start um and i think just based off that you know like they are really kind of like going for it all they are going completely clean slate trying to figure out how to do, and obviously it makes sense. They traded their captain. They traded their best player. They, you know, they let. Uh, oh yeah, they traded away both their goaltenders. And one and actually well, two of their three goaltenders. Uh, does it surprise me? No, because I think we, based off how they played last year, we knew it was going to happen. We saw the way we we saw how everything was ha- was uh, slowly falling into place in the last couple of years, management management wise, and. Yeah, I think just this kind of is now like taking advantage, them taking advantage now of a flat cap era. So that's like, all right, if we're going to rebuild and completely start fresh, this year will be the best year to do it.
0: Okay. Uh, tell you what, let's flip it and uh, turn our attention to some wild related questions as we continue our Locked on Wild, Locked on Coyotes crossover episode. More to come with Robin Leano next. It's time to take your sports betting to the next level with betonline.ag. Betonline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports action. Major League Baseball is in full swing right now, plus the NFL and college football are just around the corner, so plenty of ways to place your bets. You can also get the latest news, odds, and info for your sporting needs, including Major League Baseball, the NBA, the NHL, and all of your UFC and MMA action as well. So before the next pitch, head to betonline.ag on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. So head to betonline.ag on your laptop or mobile device and sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Make sure to use the promo code LOCKEDON at betonline.ag. Your online sportsbook experts. What's up, guys? Trey Matthews of Locked On Devils here, and let me tell you about Discover Debit Cash Back. Wings for the game? Boom, cash back. New lucky jersey. Boom, cash back. Even a last minute ice run could score you some cash back when you use your debit card. And yes, we said debit card. With discover cash back debit, everyone can earn cash back on everyday purchases. Continuing today's crossover episode of Locked on Wild and Locked on Coyotes, Seth Topol joined by the host of Locked on Coyotes, Robin Leano. And uh, Robin, it is now your turn to ask me some wild related questions. So I will step into the hot seat and uh, fire away.
1: I mean, I guess the first one I have to ask about is uh, what's what is the latest with this Kirill Kaprizov saga? I mean, I'm in like. I see so many different different things popping up. <laughs> Where's where where are they at right now in terms of of him coming? Because he was the guy who terrified the coyotes the most. Because I I think when we were playing, whenever we played them.
0: Well, it is uh, it is the hot button topic, and um, I will just kind of do a quick timeline of what we've seen. So, obviously the. Um, The contract negotiations have been going on pretty much throughout the the off season, and there just has been a louder and louder kind of reaction from the Kaprizov side of things. In um, you know there was the rumor that he was going to hold out and go play in the KHL uh, for a year. Um, That was squashed pretty effectively last week. Um, I've got a tweet from Michael Russo. That offers the latest update, which was a week ago. A contract doesn't sound imminent, but the good news on the Kirill Kaprizov contract talks with the Minnesota Wild. There's been a lot of conversation lately between the Wild and the Calder Trophy winner's side. Also, CSKA Moscow has publicly stated he's not playing there this season. That was the only real bargaining chip that Kaprizov and his agents uh, had is that, you know, that threat of well we'll just go play in the KHL uh was really the only thing the only other option that he had. The wild control Kaprizov's rights until 2024. And so short of him flat out saying I have no desire to play for the team anymore, he's going to be back. Now when that will happen, I'm just trying to be as vague with it as I possibly can and saying that It will happen before training camp starts. Um, I would like to see it done by the end of the month, but obviously there are just a few days left in August. So I will just say that a contract extension between the Wild and Kirill Kaprizov will happen uh, probably sometime in the middle of September. I'm guessing it's going to be a little bit in between. Kaprizov's camp wanted to go short, they wanted to go three years for uh, a higher amount of money. The Wild have been trying to get him to sign an eight-year deal uh, for varying amounts. Um, that just has not been what his camp is looking for. So I'm going to split the difference and say that he signs for five years and uh, somewhere between eight and a half nine million million, $9 million, and just ends this whole thing finally so we can have people on facebook people on twitter people in just everyday conversation uh stop talking about this because it's it's getting annoying honestly and uh i just would like to see the madness end uh at some point here in the near future
1: oh yeah i would sure i would sure hope so for you because that's uh i would say you're toxic people when social (laughs) media suck uh as as i could tell you as as a coyote music reporter i could tell you that's for fact. Um, couple other things too. I want to, you know, probably might be good to touch on is the obviously the the Wild also going through some some other roster changes. Uh, so you know, two of their most well known players getting bought out. How does that affect the the way that they're looking forward to in the next couple of seasons?
0: You know, it's a very interesting kind of approach that the Wild are taking to this with uh, the buyouts for Zach Parisi and Ryan Suter. Obviously, it freed up cap space here in the uh, the near term, but going down the road, four years from now, they are going to be um, in a pretty tight spot. So the buyouts um, freed up money this year, they free up a little bit of money next year, and then uh, the two years after that, it's like $15 million in dead cap money that they will just be carrying on the books. To have those guys not part of the team, so it's obviously a legitimate concern for uh, for Bill Guerin and company because you know that that is not an amount of money that you can just kind of not need. So I am really interested to see just how much of the uh, the young prospects in this wild system get play at that point. The assumption is that. Marco Rossi and Matt Boldy will be well incorporated into the mix by that point. So we could see some other guys uh, a little further down the list. Um, Merritt Hustendinoff, maybe Alex Kovanov. Um, at that point, you probably would see Jesper Wallstad uh, within uh, the next two or three years um, get a chance to try to take over for Cam Talbot if he's not re-signed. So, they're going to have to go really young in order to combat all that dead cap money. And so, this is these next four years are going to be full out auditions for a lot of guys in the farm system. And if they perform well, then this team, once the uh, buyouts go down to really minimal amounts of money, they're going to have a nice core that they can build around. Um, in free agency and in trades and, uh, and other such things. So if they can get through this four year window with a lot of young players getting a lot of chance to prove themselves, they're going to be real dangerous. I think, um, in that fifth year of the Parisi suitor buyouts, because they'll have a lot of money to be able to do things with. And theoretically they'll have a lot of prospects that have played, um, that can contribute to the team. So, They'll have players for cheap on the roster, which means that they can go big fish hunting uh, once those buyouts drop back down.
1: Okay. Okay. Uh, one one other question, too, uh, that uh, I guess it, regarding a player that Coyotes fans will definitely know. He's been part of – he was part of the Coyotes for the last few years. Uh, the Wild signing Alex Goligoski, one year, $5 million. What is What are your personal expectations of uh, – something that a 36-year-old defenseman to that one-year contract.
0: Well, it's it's going to be fun because Golagoski gets an opportunity to play um, with the hometown team, which is something that was certainly appealing to him. And it's a perfect scenario for him, I think, because he can come in and he can just step in as Ryan Suter's direct replacement on that top line. Uh, he gets a chance to be paired with Jared Spurgeon so that means that he is going to not have to be relied upon as much uh, when that pair is out there uh, as he maybe has had to be in the past and you know a veteran player who knows himself enough to know kind of what he can and can't do um, I, I think it's a perfect fit and there are going to be some uh, some younger defensemen on this team as well, so he'll get a chance to be a mentor to some of those guys also. And you know, it just—it was one of those things where he had been linked to the Wild for so long that you just expected that it was going to happen. And uh, when it finally did, you look at the numbers and just remarkably consistent throughout the course of his career in terms of points. Um, and you know just the things that he does. From what I have been told, really good on the power play, and so that's going to help. Um, I, I just think it was looking at needing a replacement for Ryan Souter, I just I think it was the perfect fit, and so uh, I was happy that the Wild made the move. And I'm really excited to uh, to see what Golagoski brings to the table when he finally suits up uh, for this team when the season gets going.
1: Awesome. Well, that's all the questions that uh, I have for, for Minnesota.
0: Perfect. We will finish things off today by taking a look at where we expect both the Wild and the Coyotes to end up in the standings. Final segment of today's crossover episode of Locked on Wild and Locked on Coyotes continues after this. This summer, Built Bar wants to help you celebrate freedom of choice. Did you know Built Bar has a ton of amazing flavors? They've got coconut, cherry, barcia, raspberry, mint, brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, and German chocolate. For my money, is the way to go, but if you're not sure which flavor is right for you, grab a mixed box, and you'll get two each of the nine flavors. The best part, though, about Bilt Bars is they are amazingly healthy. Each bar contains 17 to 18 grams of protein, ranges in calories from 130 to 180, contains only 4 to 5 grams of sugar, and only 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. So they're amazingly healthy. They taste great. What's not to like about Bilt Bar? And if you go to built.com and use the promo code LOCKED15, you'll get 15% off of your first order. Again, use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you got your neighbor's best friend's login for the good stuff. Well... I'm here to tell you there is a simple way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called DirecTV stream and it brings your live TV and on demand favorites together like never before. So you can watch your favorite sports movies and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. Final segment of today's episode of Locked On Wild and Locked on Coyotes. A crossover off-season episode here today. Seth Topol joined by Robin Leano. And uh, Robin, let's look At the standings, um, obviously, as we mentioned, uh, the Coyotes now in the Central Division. And you look at uh, the teams that also make up the, uh, the rest of the Central Division. You've got Chicago, Winnipeg, Nashville, St. Louis, Colorado, and Dallas. From the Arizona side of things, where do you expect the uh, the coyotes where where do you think the coyotes will finish uh within the central division here this season
1: i think how put this this way i think best case scenario for them they finish like sixth okay. in the division um and that's and that's like somehow they they come out with some solid wins maybe the teams i'm thinking are improving or not at all cuz i think the bottom three teams in the division are gonna be pretty bad, including the including the Coyotes. But I think, in all likelihood, this is a team that's trying to lose because they want to get a first overall pick. At least, hopefully, maybe so. They'll probably finish last.
0: Yeah it um, it, it does certainly seem like Arizona will be um, near the bottom, just with kind of where they're at with everything. And you know, you look at. The other teams, I mean, Colorado is going to be probably one of the favorites to win the division. Chicago took uh, made a ton of moves in the offseason that could pay off really well, but if there is any sort of fallout uh, or, or slip from Marc-Andre Fleury's performance, uh, Chicago could be uh, could be in trouble. So the expectation, I think, is that Chicago will be good. But they could also be very bad. Now, St. Louis is kind of in transition as well. The Dallas Stars had a very off season and uh, dealt with uh, a lot of COVID issues. My, I would imagine that they'll take a step up this season, um, getting some of those players back that they missed for basically the entire season. Then you got Winnipeg and Nashville as well, um, and... I It wouldn't surprise me if Nashville took a little bit of a step back. seemed like they kind of caught lightning in a bottle. And then Winnipeg, you know, Winnipeg could be very good. They also could be very mediocre. So for the Wilds, I feel like there's a chance that the Wilds could finish, you know, fourth or fifth if things kind of, if things struggle. They could be kind of on that outside of the top half of the division, but if the wild you know put it together and they uh, they get some great performances and uh, kind of go on a run, they could finish you know as high as second in this division I think. I don't know if they'll be able to catch Colorado or if anybody will be able to, but I could see the wilds um, I could see them surprising people just like we did last year and uh and really getting to a spot where they you know steal one of those top spots in the central
1: and you know i think that that that's one of the reasons why i kind of like this uh like the coyotes moving i mean obviously those who know me i know that i am not a fan of this division realignment but (laughs) uh but i think one of the good things is and i think some people might question me why this is a good thing but i'll say it anyways Coyotes are going to see overall better talent. I mean, if this is a team that's rebuilding, uh, you know, seeing Colorado and uh, Minnesota on a number of times is definitely more exciting than I think, what, just Vegas? (laughs) Yeah. That Pacific division is just so bad that, like, it just wouldn't have been fun to watch, even though I'm covering a team that's losing, but.
0: Yeah, that Pacific Division, I mean, you've got Anaheim, who the hope is will be better, but that's not a guarantee. San Jose is a team that is very much getting close to needing to do a rebuild themselves, if not already in one. The Los Angeles Kings are a very perplexing team. Edmonton did a lot of things this offseason, but honestly didn't really get much better than they were last season, and so this seems like kind of another wasted year um, for their top elite level talent. You've got Seattle, who we really don't know what to expect from, but honestly they could walk into a playoff spot in that division. Then you've got Vegas, Vancouver, and Calgary as well. Uh, Yeah, it's, it's Vegas or bust, I think, for the Pacific Division, because if Vegas doesn't win that division somebody either got really hot or Vegas just had a ton of injuries and ended up finally starting to struggle but other than that i mean i i wouldn't know any if any of those teams are capable of uh, of stealing that division from the golden knights no
1: it, it 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 definitely won't be and i think that's why um the pacific will only be like a three team Three teams in the playoffs. The Central will take the rest.
0: Yes, I think that's a very good point, and you know that's why if let's say the Wild do finish, you know, fourth or even fifth in the Central, I still think they have a really good chance to make the playoffs. Yeah, and they'll
1: actually and, and they'll fare fine in the playoffs, most likely.
0: Yeah, as long as we don't have to go up against Vegas or whoever. Well. Even if they do have to go up against Vegas, I, I think I think they'll do all right. Um, I mean that, I'll, and I'll say this: that last series that, that uh, you guys had against
1: Vegas was exciting in the last playoffs.
0: Oh yeah, that was an absolute grind between those two teams. So I would definitely, I definitely would take a rematch, and they just have played so. Um, They've played each other so close over the years that um, I, I think another seven-game series there would be an absolute treat. I would be all for it.
1: Absolutely. I do. Have, uh, one thing I just thought of, I do have a uh, proposal for you that I think would be pretty fun just because I saw this uh, something similar that happened earlier last season, but let's bring it back for this one. Reverse Retros. You bring yours, I bring
0: mine. <laughs> oh, I like that idea. I'm very much in favor of that. I want the reverse the white, retros. I want the reverse retros to stay. Like, I want that to be a part of the. Um, I want that to be a part of the rotation, like for a long time. Those are, I think, elite jerseys,
1: especially because you both you and I like like representing teams that have top
0: tier reverse retros like that's really let's say that uh, yeah for sure it's just it, it's a couple of teams that really knew what they were doing um in the reverse retro department there are certainly other teams Dallas that didn't yeah that's but,
1: a, a good example
0: yeah that's uh that's a topic for uh that's a topic for another show cuz that that would be one worthy of a full deep dive into like best worst teams that should have their reverse retros taken away because they um they misused them a hundred percent um so that that may be a a topic that we cross paths for uh maybe at some point before the season gets started but uh, i think that will be a perfect spot to uh to end things here for today and uh so make sure to follow both Lockdown Wild and Locked On Coyotes wherever you listen to podcasts. You can uh, follow our shows on various social media platforms to stay up to date on the latest news for the Wild and the Coyotes as well. And make sure to follow both Robin and myself uh, for our tweets and takes as well. Thank you for tuning in, and you can find new episodes throughout the week for both Lockdown Wild and Locked On Coyotes all parts of the Locked On Podcast Network. Gil Martin here, host of the Locked On NHL Podcast. Join me every Monday for the three biggest stories from across the NHL, including how newly traded players are fitting in around the league. Check out the Locked On NHL Podcast every Monday, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts.